Females will develop depression two times more than men. More than two million people report experience depression that impairs their daily functions. About 30% of girls and 20% of boys, totaling 6.3 million teens, have had anxiety disorder. Every 100 minutes, a teenager will take their life. Our leading question for this podcast is, do the experts have it right? Diamond, John, Isaiah, and Amani are the presenters of this podcast. The subject at hand will be about depression in teens and how that person suffers with depression. Do the experts have it right? Well, it's a major question here in this podcast that surrounds everything we have discovered or we ourselves have experienced. There is tons of information in the world web about depression in teens. But the question still remains in the air. Do the experts have it right? This interview is conducted by Imani and John getting a teacher's perspective of students with depression. This is the real deal on how the teachers really feel about depression in students. It gives more of a realistic feeling rather than an interview writing on predominantly facts. This interview reflects the emotion and experience of most teachers. According to the experts Time Magazine has received information from, they believe that depression in teens of the late 21st century most occurred due to media outlets because of the fact that teens are raised in the media century. A teacher here at Harborside Academy who aids kids with multiple complications in which conflict their ability to learn during school has confirmed the many beliefs of these students. Definitely not. I think that mental illness for some is hard to understand, especially if they've never experienced it. But I think that um, sometimes I think that mental illness is tougher to deal with than like um, a health concern, you know, a physical illness, because you can't see it. And a lot of times you can't fix it um, unless you go through therapy or some kind of treatment and you get outside help. So, um, also, do you think that um, just in general, not our, not just our school, do you think that schools do enough to either prevent or help kids who have mental illnesses, including just depression or anxiety, you know, something like that? I think um, obviously that varies from building to building. Um, I think that schools um, on the whole are aware of mental illness. I think more and more is being done to train teachers um, to for like um, trauma, dealing with trauma sensitive situations um, and dealing with that. But I think some, unfortunately, some buildings lack the staff and resources to provide students with exactly what they need. So they need to go outside of school for um, extra support and treatment. These next few segments will cover the ideas, opinions, and relating experiences of the students that we have thus reviewed or interviewed here at the Harborside Academy. We are concluding with students to find out just exactly how students feel in a school setting about either having or experiencing depressions, um, anxieties, or any other related mental illnesses. 
So here I have a student here at Harborside who has um, experienced some emotional ties with depression, um, anxiety. Would you like to describe to us exactly how it feels or an experience that you had just with depression? Um, yes, during my years at Harborside, I never realized that I was depressed until I was diagnosed with depression and anxiety. It, the feeling really took a toll on my like everyday life. I was too tired to come to school or I just didn't have, I wasn't in the right mindset to continue on with the day. So I'd usually just like skip out until it got to be like a really big problem where I almost got a truancy ticket if I didn't go to school. I, I really couldn't help it though because it was just a feeling of just like non-completion, like I couldn't get anything done and I didn't feel like I was able to. Um, I was, I had to go to therapy for a really long time to wrap my head around a lot of things that happened in my life um, that ended up like leading to me basically getting almost kicked out of the school. But now that I'm back, it hasn't really changed. And even though I take antidepressants and anxiety medications, it doesn't really help the fact that school is never going to change and people aren't going to change in the school. So there really isn't a point in trying to change when a lot of stuff is happening. So going on that, um, do you feel that, you know, taking antidepressants or any other related medicines help you with coping with depression at all? Um, it all depends. Um, for me, it took five weeks to feel better about like even taking pills or like just my attitude. They're just wrapping my head. So you kind of had like a, a disagreement or. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I don't like stuff going into my body and I just, I don't feel, I didn't feel comfortable with like, you know, me taking pills for depression. I didn't think it made any sense, but taking it now and with the five weeks being over, it has lightened my mood, but there are like side effects, like tiredness and more anxiety or more depression, or you feel like you can't do anything. So yeah. Okay. Do you think your school does anything to like, such as like programs or just even clubs that help kids cope or battle certain depressions, anxieties? I heard of this one club, club called like Comfort Club. That's what it is. I've been meaning to go to the meetings, but you know I have outside stuff that I need to be dealing with right now, and it's not at the top of my list. But the way that people describe it, they really like it, so I feel like I should start doing it. Okay, thank you for all that you have said. You're welcome. Okay. What does depression mean to you? Uh, I think depression. I think that it's. Uh definitely a block in terms of learning, especially in schools. I think that's much tougher for people with depression than those that. Uh, personally, I haven't uh, suffered from it, but I feel that uh, people that do suffer from it are severely disadvantaged, and they should get help. Um, do you think the experts, like, the definition of depression is right, or do you think it's everybody's own, like, feeling of it? I think personal affliction. Depression is definitely what leads to that, but I don't think we can really read out of the manual like what depression is. It's not like a car manual, right? No, no, it's not a car manual. It's not a manual. It's it's personal. What are some suggestions that you think that someone should take for if they ever were to be experiencing depression? Alright, I've never experienced depression. I think one that I've never really faced it, but I've always had hobbies, and I've always had hobbies of 
can't keep my mind off of things. Mm-hmm. Things are intense and I can focus on that. So, um, yeah, take up sport, take up a hobby. Mm-hmm. Even if it's academics, anything really. So with all the information we have concluded, it's obvious that um, even teachers and students feel at most that nothing is really being done with depression in schools. What do you guys think? Well, I feel like nothing is really being done in school for like depression. Like, yes, of course, experts and teachers, they all you know feel like they know what exactly what students like us go through in high school with depression, but they really don't have like the actual realistic, you know, emotion that we actually go through. Like, even though everyone knows, students who have depression usually go down that hill where they feel like they should want to uh, commit harm suicide or harm themselves. But even though that is what everyone sees, that's not really what goes on in our mind. Sometimes when we're depressed, we don't want to be around people. We want to be sad. We want to be distant. We don't want to be around anyone at all. So I feel like experts and teachers, yeah, they may know the symptoms and what causes it, but they don't know exactly what we all go through when we are depressed. Yeah, I agree with that. I feel like teachers just say they're there for you and stuff, but they don't really help you get through that stage. I feel like they just have sympathy for you and just make you do your work and push you harder, but in all reality, you don't have any energy to do it because you're depressed. But I feel like there's friends there for you and stuff, but you just have to get like actual experts to help you and actual like therapist to help you like with that stuff to get through it and just there's always a positive side to anything so you can't like just think negative you just have to keep a positive side and positive attitude but I just feel like people are just there for you quote-unquote and doesn't really do anything to help you right and I also believe that you know what a student really wants when they're going through depression is just for somebody to sit there and listen, you know? You don't always have to be the person that's always giving advice back, but just sit there and listen to what the student has to say or appear what the peer has to say, and, you know, you'll get a better understanding of what they go through, and you can, like, after they're done explaining to you, then you can take what you've learned from the situation and try to deliver some kind of solution to their problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that, like, if somebody was going through depression and they're feeling down and they want to be alone, like, I feel like in that situation that there should, there, there are friends, you're going to have friends that are be like, oh, he's depressed and all that other type of stuff. And you're going to be like, oh, I feel alone and all that other type of stuff. But in the end, I feel like there's always going to be that one person that just feels like, oh, I feel like I should just talk to them and just tell them, like, or just listen to them, you know, because you're always going to have that one person that just cares so much about you. And it's just that one thing could help your depression and the outcome, you know, just that one person helping you, conversing with you and just getting through the emotions that you're feeling and that you're going through in that time or period. I think, I think that that would be something that you can, like, that's a type of medicine, I guess. It's not mm-hmm. really a medicine, but it's a medicine. Like a solution. Yeah, right. So on top of that, most people have trouble with the fact of, like, like, for instance, people think that, you know, like, some of our teachers aren't necessarily trained with the expertise of handling kids who go through mental illnesses such as anxiety or depression. 
and it's more so like you can't really trust a teacher because for instance there was this kid I went to school in elementary and it was like she was going through deep depression it was really weird because we were elementary kids like what could you be depressed about but she had a very bad home background but nobody understood her because as soon as she went to go actually sit down and talk with somebody they related back to the school and then here she was put in a foster system where she got worse treatment than she would at home so and then it comes back to the fact of like is it actually, you know, secrecy there? Because we all know, as students here at Arborside, Ms. J is the one person you can actually go to, talk to about something really big going on at home, and she's not going to relay it back to anybody. If anything, she gives you solutions, and she helps you through it at all. So it's like, where do you go with students like that? Like, how do you get students to trust teachers? Right, and also, I, I feel like you, as a person, you should know, you know what I'm saying, which teacher you feel comfortable talking to, which friend you feel but comfortable talking to. But I think all to. teachers should be that way. It shouldn't Mr. be... Mr. Noah is really good at that. She's really good at conversating with me. I feel like I should go really... Yeah, I feel like I could go to Mr. Noah to just mm -hmm. talk about... Because just the way Definitely. she... Her energy and just the yeah. way she just presents herself is just something... It's not coming off as hostile. Right. It's coming mm -hmm. off as like, okay, I'm here to listen. Exactly. And a lot of things that most people and, you know, people, just people in general, what they need to understand is like when someone's coming to you and they're depressed and they need to talk to you about something, don't be so quick to turn it back and try to shift the story to be the main focus of you, you know? Like the focus should be on the student or peer that is actually going through the problem. And I feel like a lot of people struggle with that because, you know, when someone comes to them and they're talking about their problems, you know, they have to like, they feel like they're obligated to have to like tell them, you know, their story. Like if I was mm -hmm. talking to John or something about being depressed and John was to be like, oh, well, yeah, I'm kind of depressed too because, you know, I go through this and this and this and this and this at home. That doesn't help. Yeah, right. trying to make it seem like your opinion right. or your, you your problem doesn't matter as much to mine. Exactly. Like right. And it's like you feel like your problem is bigger than mine, which even though both problems are pretty bad, but, you know, it's better to just sit back and listen first, right. take in all the information before trying to deliver a, a solution. And right. then at that point, after you've done that, if you feel like, you know, you should share or, you know, you feel like you trust this person enough to share, then you share. Don't cut off someone and go like, oh, well, yeah, I know exactly how you feel because this is what I go through. I go through this. I go through that. And now the person's sitting there like, oh, how am I supposed to help you when I'm going through exactly. something, you know? And it's kind of hard to do all that, you know? When, so it, it's yeah. basically like like we've seen beforehand in our school, we've tried to do stuff like having people come in and talking about depression or the ask first, you know, stuff like that. But do you see that as any progress towards helping kids I in mean, school with depression? I believe there's, it's like, it's like your own thought on depression too. Like if you're going through depression, you just have to help yourself and change too. Mm -hmm. You can't just like listen to everybody and everybody else and you're still going to be sad. You have to think of positive things and make you happier and like get your mind off of certain things that you're thinking about. You can't just sit there and sit in a dark hole and keep thinking depressing stuff. You just have to keep keep on going with positive thoughts and get your mind off of stuff. And like for like, you know, example, we have like, you know, experts say that, you know, some causes of of depression is like a traumatic experience or something like that which is normal or like mo most of the experts that we've seen have always said it's just social media right like i don't think it's just social media mm -hmm. i think it stems from also like not having anyone to talk to at home because like if you have someone to talk to at home that's the one that's those are those are the one people you want to hear your side because right. of family or their friends that matter but 
a lot of these teens are being pushed away because society isn't accepting the fact that depression, anxiety really happens, you know? And also, I see here um, from our, our, you know, facts and stuff that, that experts say that only 30% of teens are being treated for depression. Well, what they have to understand is the reason why most students are not coming up to let people know that we're having, like, you know, that we have depression or anything like that is because we don't feel like no one is there to talk to us. We feel like if we go to someone and talk to them about our depression or talk to them about any problems that we're having, we feel like they're not really engaged into what we're saying. We feel like what we're saying does not have a say-so. Right. So, of course, you're not going to have that many people reporting that they even suffer from depression or even sad, period. Because they keep it to themselves. Like, everybody goes through certain stuff. It's just how you treat yourself and how you, like, look at it. But a lot of people don't go to anybody because they think that nobody's really going to actually communicate with you. And it's not even the fact of, like, being treated, like, medically. I think there should be no medicine with depression because depression is just just the conflict between, like, being stuck in a rock and a hard place. It's choosing the good or choosing the bad, kind of, like, and it's like you don't know which one to choose because you just have all these morals built up to the fact where it's like if you choose this side, then these consequences come. If you choose the other side, then these consequences come. So it's like students are stuck and all they need is someone to sit there and help them out and just direct them in the right place, you know, actually, because some of these kids I've seen, they have like the best solutions in their head, but they think to themselves, it's not going to work. But if they have someone sitting there with them telling them like, you know, I think this works best for you and we can do this, give us options. You know, most kids are struggling with like college right now. You know, they're struggling with scholarships, they're struggling with, oh my gosh, like this is my tuition. How is my family going to pay for it? How am I going to pay for it? Financial aid doesn't really give you that much. You know, most people think, oh, I'm going to get help from the state or help from the government. You don't get that much help. You get maybe at least $6,000 for someone who has an EFC that's zero, which means you're practically poor. Meaning you won't be able to pay your tuition, you know? So it's like, where do you go in with that? You know, that puts a deeper mindset on kids. And it's like, our teachers don't have the expertise they need to teach us these things. You know, it's like you get to senior year and it's kind of like, it's kind of like, oh, you know, now you're on your own. You realize that you're on your own. Yeah.